come on guys another show another episode and i'm done there very special guest so as you see here in front of us today we have gareth schultes he's a real estate broker with exp realtor and and been an agent since 1997 so for you who didn't had enough time to do the math that's 23 years very long time uh gareth started in real estate investing in 1989 and that's 30 years and i know that because i born the same year so with his brother while he was still in college back in indiana uh garth and uh, his brother moved to colorado in 1992 garth has bought and sold several apartment complexes from cheyenne to albuquerque commercial buildings fix and flips and development projects after going bankrupt from 2009 real estate crash so maybe we can talk you know a little bit about that as well how did you came through you know being in a position that you are currently right now hard has uh, guard has rebuilt his real estate portfolio with a singular focus on multifamily income producing assets not anything speculative going forward so in the five years he has successfully acquired 209 units and have 27 units on the contract He's building basically his business and just helping, you know, a lot of people to create wealth along the way. So super impressive bio. And I'm just very excited to have you today on Gareth. I really appreciate it. Thanks. I'm excited to be on here, Martinez. Appreciate the invitation. Thank you. Thank you. So again, first of all, you know, cause I told you before the interview, I love the stories. So maybe you can share your own story again, having this impressive bio going all the way back to 30 years and plus. Can you share people, how do you even discover like this real estate space? How do you yeah. Well, I blame my brother. I got an older brother who's 10 years older than me. Okay. And, uh, and so when I was, you know, 1989, I was 20 years old and, uh, you know, had no clue with what I wanted to do. Wanted to be successful like everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and my brother, you know, he's got a whole nother story, but you know, he was dyslexic before they knew what dyslexia was. And so they were, he was told he was dumb and you better get used to working with your hands. So he had been in construction, but then he had figured out along the way that uh, he had this thing called dyslexia and actually he wasn't dumb. And so, and then he, he uh, started reading these books, you know, so back in the eighties, I think it was, uh, I'll think of his name here, Robert Allen. I think, I think he's still around. He's an old guy. And uh, he used to sell these books. Uh, it was, you know, the titles would be like no money down deals, how to, how to buy real estate with no money down. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so my brother was starting to read those and he was just trying to figure out what career path he should take. And he's, he basically said, Hey man, we ought to do this together. He had a, he had an, a vision for like, you know, let's do some things together as a family and stuff. Um, he did, you know, I didn't understand quite what he was saying back then, but I understand a lot more now. And I'm excited just about bringing in my own kids and, uh, you know, building like real wealth, uh, call it like legacy wealth. Yeah. Um, and not just for selfish reasons, but, you know, to, uh, you know, what could you do? Like I was just at this, uh, this meeting down in Mexico and there's a, a lady uh, who make, she made $6.5 million last year and she gave away $650,000. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm doing pretty good. You know, I bring in passive income about 20 grand a month. Um, but, you know, wrap your head around like she made three times or what she gave away is three times what I make, you know? And I think, 
wow, that's, that's pretty cool when you can have that kind of influence and call it power or authority mm -hmm. and use it uh, to, uh, you know, push things the right way where we want them to go, right? Anyways, so kind of interesting. If anything out of this podcast, I'd like to bring people's mind to just think bigger. You know, people have done that for me and it's very powerful. Anyways, so my brother, you know, he began to, he said, well, why don't we do this real estate thing? And I was like, uh, you know, I'll just go get a job. All my other friends just went to the corporate world, got their jobs and stuff. So when I graduated in 91, I just said, well, let's go for it. And uh, so it was a pay cut. You know, I just moved in with him and his wife and their newborn baby. And so it was just kind of a room and board kind of situation. But, you know, it was the best thing I did as far as, you know, looking back, I got, you know, hands on, you know, he was able to, he bought a 29 unit apartment complex, first one. He actually bought a couple of duplexes, realized you're not going to, you're not, you can't make a living on, you know, a duplex. Um, so you got to, you got to have the economy of scale of a larger co uh, complex was able to put this deal together. But even then it was like, we had to do all the work, right? We had to do, we had to uh, do the plumbing and electrical and remodeling and cleaning <laughs> to make it work. But it was good to know from the ground. I, I know how, I know what it takes to run an apartment complex from the ground up. Anyway, so that's kind of how I got into it. And then, you know, my brother and I went on a ski trip to Jackson Hole in 1991, 92. And we were like, man, this is a beautiful place to live. Wouldn't it be cool to live in a, a, a mountain town like this out in the West? You know, we're from Midwest, Indiana. You know, cornfields flat, no mountains. And then we just had an epiphany where it was like, you know what, if we're going to do this, now's the time, not, you know, let's not get rooted um, with families and, and, uh, and kids and stuff like that. So we did it in, in less than a year. He actually moved to uh, uh, the front range of Colorado and we bought a 42 unit apartment complex and we were very successful with that. Um, you know, we bought it for 1.1 million, ended up selling it for 1.8 million. Um, but I will note that, some of my worst mistakes in real estate is selling. We should never have sold that. It's probably worth three times the amount of, of what we sold it for now, you know, 20 years later. Um, but, but it wasn't even so much about what you sell things for because uh, it's more about the, the passive income that we gave up. Because th if you ever come across passive income and then, you, you know, don't be so quick to sell it or get rid of it thinking you can just easily replace that. Um, cause we got lucky to be honest, you know, we were young and dumb and other people had been burned in the, from the changes in the laws in 86. Um, but we didn't know anything about that. And we were able to buy when everybody else was scared to buy. And so for a few years there, you know, we were young and we were able to put deals together and spend six months doing it. Where normally, you know, in a hot market, you got to get something closed in 60 to 90 days, have a lot of the money all situated beforehand. But we didn't, but we got lucky on that. We learned, we kind of cut our teeth on those deals. Uh, bought some stuff in Cheyenne, learned some, uh, learned some things, you know, buying outside of my area of expertise or my market, because uh, that was during the Bill Clinton years and he was shutting down a lot of military bases, which I think is fine, except that we were relying on the, on the military. Uh, there was a big part of our rental pool. So, it changed our plans and we had to kind of uh, uh, readjust and it wasn't as good of a project as we were hoping. Uh, and then same in, uh, you know, Albuquerque, I bought 50 units down there. 
and it was that was a learning experience you know when i was a younger man that you know you got to know the what the rental laws are there it'd be like me trying to buy something in the uk um you need somebody on the ground that has expertise in the rental laws and real estate and so on and so forth but um in the u.s where i am in southwest colorado i am you know i'm not i'm not saying this pridefully it's just because i've been here 25 years um, I'm an expert of my local market, and so um, I'm confident in what I'm doing here with the 209 units that we've we've purchased and the 27 we have under contract. And I'm 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 actively uh, looking to expand that and build the syndication. But that's kind of how I got into it. I skipped over the whole uh, crash of 2008, 2009. But I could simply say the mistake I made, and when you're in a booming market, and you and I, before we started recording, we were talking about real estate sales versus uh, real estate other services and how it's very different. You know, being a real estate agent, with which I am, and being an investor is not even, this, not even close to the same thing, but a lot of people do the same thing. And for me, it's been a huge benefit to be that. But during the booming years, people mistake being able to flip a property and make money as an investment. That is not an investment. That's called, you may make money and I made a lot of money uh, doing that. And then I lost almost all my money doing that <laughs> because of speculation. So that's the one thing um, to overcome those years of loss and bankruptcy is, uh, you know, I was scared to get back into the game, but I realized, hey, you know, I think I know what I'm doing. And, uh, and I'm, and so I had, I sat, you know, I took, you know, five years off of doing that. And, uh, and I really did some self-evaluation and I realized my mistake was not even the developments that I invested in. Those were good investments. It was the banks. So the banks were the biggest issue because, you know, uh, I had done a lot of flips. We had in me and my partner, we were, um, we had pooled all our money together over the years and, um, we had gotten, I had personally gotten out of, my brother never did, but I had gotten out of rentals in multifamily apartments um, because it was hard to buy cash flowing property. So I got, allowed myself to get pushed and buy into speculation where I'm like, we can buy this. It's a break even. We'll turn around and kind of minimize it and sell it and had very uh, many successes that way. And then I was going to do my last two big deals, make 7 million and then go buy some apartments, yeah, um, some more, more apartments. And then the crash happened, the bank collapsed, stopped sending us money, but we still owe the money. So we needed the construction money to continue to build to make the money, right? So, and I watched my brother in that same time frame, and they had a little hiccup, but, you know, people still rented and actually more people started renting <laughs> as they lost their houses. I mean, uh, I'm sure I'm assuming you're familiar with what happened in here in the U S yeah. um, it was quite dramatic in the biggest uh, downturn I've ever experienced and uh, learned a lot and very painful. And so going forward, uh, I'm very, you know, adamant about not getting into development for me personally. Mm -hmm. um, yep. You know, so Martinez, if you see me even talking about getting into a development, just, <laughs> Come over and we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna finish right there. We're gonna like that's it. I have to go now. Click, gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's definitely because I see, like you know, I, I've been involved into real estate. You know, 
sometime as well. And like the first, it, what happens in a downturn, the construction businesses suffer yeah. the most. It's like the first businesses. You you might have a fix and flip wholesaling, wholesaling, you know, Airbnb rentals, hotels, multifamily, the construction always will suffer first. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. You know, like, again, it's a learning curve most of the time. Sometimes we have to pay that price which is the ultimate price of like being in a position that you've been, you know, before, but like, look, you know, like I'm going to mention the name, you know, Donald Trump, like, like him or love him, but you know, you know, this guy like went bankrupt and you probably know the story, like multiple, you know, people who yeah. say they know the story. He went bankrupt, like minus a billion or something. I don't know. And he came out at the other end, plus having now plus three, four billion. I don't know. So like, you know, it's also the mindset, like, look, it's a learning curve. You, you learn the, the stuff and you're like, it's not the first, you're not the first who lost money, you know, in a, in a downturn, like yeah. everybody suffered. So, but you, you know, that's, that's the way it is. And, you know, sometimes it's no fun, but Hey, so, you know, for the people who are watching this interview and thinking again, having 30 plus years of experience in real estate, yeah. everybody's eager to be in real estate now because like it's, it's particularly like multifamily it's kind of a popular now trendy thing i see right. a lot of people becoming uh, syndicators and again you like where we are in the market that makes sense you know again you have to be very careful and you know partnering with the right people again if we can talk yes. about that a little bit later but maybe one thing for for people to take away you know, if they're looking to get involved into real estate, where should they start? Because I thought you're going to mention one thing. I thought you're going to mention yeah. the book because most of the time when I talk with real estate people, they're mentioning this one book, which is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But you're mentioning your brother. So maybe your brother read the book and then you got involved. I don't know. <laughs> but Well, if you ask me what books to read, I would say Rich Dad. I mean, it depends on where you are yeah. in your real estate knowledge. But if you don't know anything, Let's say you're in a, a nine to five job and you're like, man, I, you know, and, and this is a problem with real estate agents because, you know, in, in real estate, you know, typically <clears throat> or any commission based business, well, you know, it's a hundred percent commission based for real estate agents, um, for most real estate agents. And so you spend those first couple of years building your business and scratching and clawing, uh, and not making any money. So you don't really pay much taxes. But then all of a sudden when it's like you'll get traction and then you go from making, you know, 40, 50 grand a year to now you're making 150, 350,000. And then now all of a sudden you have a tax issue. Mm -hmm. And so, and then you realize, you know, for, I'll just speak for myself. So then it was like, Oh crap, I didn't realize I got to pay up to 50% tax. And, you know, I mean, I knew that, but you know, you just didn't plan for it. And so by the time you start to figure, you know, all that out, it's five years, 10 years and then next thing you know you're 40 50 years old and just 99 percent of agents if you ask them you say well when do you plan on retiring they'll say oh yeah three to five years you know and then if you ask them in three to five years they'll say the same thing yeah um so there's really no plan so you got to have a plan for passive income and so rich dad poor dad is he's one of the first guys that i read we we're like wow because it's uh it gets you in the mindset of like okay so how do I retire and how much do I need to retire? Is it a, um, and then what is the definition of wealth and what do I need to retire? So if I had to ask you, what is, uh, what is your definition of wealth? Um, 
he would say, and, and I repeat him, he said, um, it's not how much money you have in the bank or it's not how much money or even how much money you make uh, a year. You know, you could have a job where you're making $500,000 a year, but if you're spending it and you have taxes and all that and you have nothing, then the question is how long, if you quit your job, how long can you go without having to work? That's the definition of wealth, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or that's one definition of wealth that I try to live by. So, um, uh, granted, if you have passive income like I do with uh, my apartment complexes and and stuff, uh, there's there's always management. I mean, even if you had all your money in the bank or in stocks, you still have, someone's got to manage that. You got to check on that. You're dumb if you're not checking on it. And uh, so there's still man you manage your people, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, if I answered that question, so if you if I would say rich dad, poor dad, that would be the first one for like someone who doesn't even have a concept of what it means to uh, start building wealth. You know, he, he, he was the first guy and I think continues to do that. There's lots of people now. Yeah. Uh, if you're, you want to, but if you're, if you're in the game and you want to go to the next level, my new favorite book is, uh, let's see, what is that book? Uh, hold on a second about syndication <laughs> got it oh, there's, there's a few of them yeah 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 i know i know it's it's a red book best ever apartment syndication book yeah by here, joe ferris here yeah. you go yeah 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 like it, it, it's it's a bible you know people call it syndication bible so yeah. it's definitely i i got the book i got the book it's sitting there hold on hold on we're not gonna cut, cut it out i got the book do i have it hold on Yes, I do have. So here we go. That's the book. Yeah, that's the yeah, book. I had I had to ship it all the way from the states because we don't have it here in the and it's a big book. So, but this yeah. is basically a four part system to raising money and buying apartment. Like any of you who are watching this and want to get into multifamily, learn about everything about syndication. Like this is the book. This is must have. If you don't have it, yeah, you know you're you're losing out. So awesome. Again, if we're going to transition to multifamily syndication parts, again, we spoke about, you know, briefly that we are in the top of the market, kind of. Again, nobody can, nobody has a crystal ball to know if we are, if we're not, when the market is going to turn. But the question is, is it the right time by looking, again, all these new syndicators popping up like every day and maybe it's harder to find deals, capital is more available, no deals. Should I go and start, you know, looking and just be involved into syndication right now or maybe i should wait it out what, what's your thoughts on that um no i think you, you start now but you be very careful it's kind of like you know in a lot of these investment books that you read about it's like if you want to learn about investing start looking at deals you know and don't ever do your first deal look at a hundred deals you know and uh my new favorite term is you know reverse engineering uh so like uh when when you you know you know figure out, you know, sit down and write down your goals. And if you said, man, one day I'd love to own a 10 plex, you know, if you don't own anything. Okay. So what does that take? What's the financing that's required? What markets do you want to start looking at? And then you start, uh, you know, the easiest ones is the market you're in. Cause then you know that you're probably going to know that market a lot better, like where you live, you know, like what bars people like to go to, what restaurants people like to go to, you know, is, is there a college there? Is there a university? Uh, is the rental market tight, you know, or do you see signs everywhere that says, 
you know, uh, no deposit, you know, move in with no deposit. That's probably not a market I want to invest in. Um, and also people confuse, you know, like, oh, the real estate market's going up. The value of houses is going up. Well, that may or may not uh, parallel apartments. And like I said, you know, we had a huge crash uh, in real estate and it did affect a lot of multifamily uh, markets. Um, but it didn't affect our market and it didn't affect uh, a lot of different markets. So you need to really study that. And one thing that I've, I've done as I've spread out and I haven't, you know, I've owned stuff outside of my state. I don't have anything I own outside my state right now, but even outside of my, my town, 30 miles away, it's going to be different, right? Uh, town, every town is, there's going to have a different rental market. How, so when you start to look in those things, start asking questions. So like I'll ask, I was looking at a, a, a place up in um, Gunnison and uh, I asked them, I said, so how did you, how did this apartment complex fare during the real estate crash? And uh, their response was like, oh, wow. Like we had, we went down to 25% vacancy and we had to drop the rents a hundred bucks across the board. And I'm like, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> But if you, you know, if you talk to someone in California, say like a town of Salinas or something like that, say, how did that fare for you? You know, I've talked to people and they're like, we really didn't feel it. We had vacancies went up a little bit. Uh, it was a little, little bit longer sometimes to find a good tenant or someone that, you know, because it also affected jobs. So that's going to affect people, your quality of tenants. Right. Yeah. But for the most part, it was, it was a little blip on their screen and, uh, and then it, and then they had cash to start looking for other uh, apartments that were available because people are too leveraged. So there's, there are a lot of factors. So um, yeah, I've been in 30 years and I think the smartest thing that I could say or, or anyone could admit is I don't know everything. <laughs> and so I'm going to, and, uh, and so yeah, you really want to look at your market, but I think it's way better to invest in something. And then you're, you want to invest in the income uh, rather than the appreciation or, you know, the, yeah. we talk the speculation. So I don't call speculation investing because it's kind of like going to, I mean, you can go to Vegas and speculate, Yeah. you know, Hey, I think I'm going to win this hand. Definitely. I spoke, I spoke with this, um, woman. She, you, you probably know her. She's well, very well known in, in syndication space and, uh, Holly Williams. Holly yes. Williams, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So we had a recently interview with her as well. And she said that she said, wishing is not a strategy. So yeah. basically where you looking to invest into, you know, for appreciation or you betting against, you know, whatever in the stock market, like that's wishing that's crossing your fingers and saying, maybe God, please, that's going to change. Like, this is not a strategy. Like you need to invest in something that is, you know, recession proof that provides you cash flow, And that's right. why, a lot of people moving towards multifamily because you're buying an existing business. Yeah. Of course, you have to be careful about the markets that you're buying in and you have to, of course, do a lot of due diligence. There is a lot of moving pieces, but yeah. you know, it's definitely, it's a existing business. You don't play it on appreciation. You, you play it on a value add on increasing NOI and that's how you're going to increase the value of it. So, you know, so and I, I think, sorry, no, no, go ahead. Sorry. I think one of the best things uh, going forward, because, you know, I'm 50 now and uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I guess I could still make a mistake, but that's not my plan. I'm not going to, there's no wishing on my part. There's no betting on my part. 
uh, I'm doing what I know and I'm sticking to that specifically. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause people bring me a lot of deals and I'm like, well, it looks like it could be, it could be good. Uh, good luck. But unless I know um, I have no reason to, I don't actually don't need to make any more money except that, you know, I want to, but I don't, I don't need it. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to only going to do the, the spectacular deals. Yeah. And then the best play that I, and I've done this, we did this in the past at, at a certain level, but this is a new thing. It was newer to me in the last five years that there's, I've gotten a non-recourse loan in the past, but to, you know, this, this uh, strategy is what I've been doing with my properties is, is, so, you know, you've been, if you look for some, you look for property and so say the cap rate is, six percent five percent in your market so you're going to buy something it's always going to be at whatever the cap rate is right because that's whatever people are willing to pay for something in that area but you want to buy it on a pro forma that's going to be two to three percent higher cap rate if you follow me mm -hmm. so i may buy something at five percent cap rate but there's a value that i can add that the the existing sellers don't see or don't want to or they're tired or so on they don't have the expertise or the expenses are too high so we're i'm only getting into properties where we can go in and uh so this the 27 units i'm looking at right now and uh well i'm not going to talk about that because maybe the sell i don't want to anyway i just don't want uh people i'll talk about a different deal so there is a there's a 48 unit apartment complex we bought two years ago and uh we were able to go in make some changes uh you know you know, simple stuff, paint, carpet, tile, but it wasn't so much uh, what we to do to the property. It was that it was under market. It was just under market. The, pe the people that owned it, um, you know, the, the guy who built the property 20 years ago, he had passed away. It had gone to his daughter she, and she's actually in England. <laughs> she's in the UK. She's an international attorney and she didn't either care or obviously she didn't care enough about it or didn't see the value she just let the managers back here take care of it and they're good people older couple but they their value to the property was we want to have the best property in our area for the cheapest price so and then they made sure they got paid a very very well as the manager so they were in charge they got paid really well they they had a, a sense of pride because they were of what they their value was but you know they the owner wasn't making any money so and they kept the rents you know, lower than what the market is. So bottom line, we could come in and raise it from 30,000 a month to 50,000 a month, which correlates to about $2 million increase in the property value. Mm -hmm. So I went in with, uh, I had a larger investor. We put in a million dollars cash. Uh, within 12 months, we were able to uh, get it reappraised at six, you know, we bought it at 4.2. We, uh, we're not going to sell not that was a slip, a Freudian slip. We got it reappraised at 6.2 million. So then you can go and get, you know, 70 to 80% of that value back. And then, and so we were able to do that. We actually got our million dollars back out of it. So we got our seed money back out of it. Right. And, uh, and then now we don't have any money in the property and it's non-recourse, which non-recourse means uh, if the bank, or if the property goes sideways and we can't make the mortgage, they don't come, they don't come after us personally. They just yep. take the property back. Yep, yep. And so what that does is it, it so if there was a, some sort of a problem in the market, 
and say that that apartment complex goes under, it, they're not coming after us personally and it doesn't affect uh, my other investments, right? Yep. So and it'd be a sad day, it'd be stressful, but it wouldn't take me down and it wouldn't take yeah. my investors down. Yeah, and we structure it as a separate LLC and, and what, what, what's financing did you use for, for this particular deal? How did you structure the financing? It's non-recourse. So, so what, was it the Freddie May, Freddie Freddie May? Uh, who, who was Freddie it? Mac. Okay. And that's, that's a that's a loan. You know, that's a thing that that's that's uh, that's provided to us here in America, <laughs> yeah. um, which is amazing. And you know, it may not be forever, but it's like wow. If you can, so if you can find these properties, which takes a lot of effort, which takes a lot of energy, which takes a lot of expertise in specific markets. But if you can find those, you can do the value add, which I have, I do, and I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and then, so my investors were really happy because they were getting, uh, so when you first start, you're not making a huge, you know, us paying my investors, you know, six to 8% return on their money. Um, but then once we refinance, I give them 110% of their money back, right? So in about an 18 month period, or over that time frame, 12 to 18 months, it's like 137% ROI. Mm -hmm. So at that point you have all your money back and then they have, a, they still have an equity position in there where they're continue to get uh, monthly income from now to the, the eternity, you know, as long as that property is available or we sell, then they would get their share back. And, uh, and we're all in a position where our money's out of it you know, and yep. in a, when we're protected, we have LLCs and then the non-recourse money. And then the beautiful part about this non-recourse financing, it's not easy to get. They won't do anywhere. It won't do any market. It has to be a million, over a million dollars for them to even look at it. But if you can get it and then the, uh, the terms are beautiful because typically yeah. around here, uh, if I go to my local market and a lot of times I do when I'm first buying it, it's going to be, you know, five and a half percent. 20 to 25 year amortization. Mm -hmm. But with uh, the Freddie Mac non-recourse financing right now, they're right about 3% interest uh, at a 30 year amortization. Money for free. So, yeah. And so <laughs> we, we basically borrow, we borrowed out all our money and a little bit more. Uh, and our payment is the same. It's just a little bit higher. And so we're still make, we're still making bank on this, property and then you know rents continue to rise because inflation and cost of living continues to rise um which that's a whole nother thing as far as like you, when you look at like investing in real estate which is leveraged that's the beauty of it and because it's appreciating faster than um uh than uh well it's it's appreciating faster than um what am i trying to say Anyways, that it's it's appreciating faster than the cost of living is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So again, it's it's no wonder that you have all this capital coming into the states. You know, like people don't get don't get confused because of the flag here. You know, I'm not from there. You know, but yeah. like yeah. I know so many business people that I talk with, and like all over the place. You know, like Europe, Asia. It could be anywhere, yeah. like Australia. Like I spoke with this guy uh, a couple of years ago. He's an investor in Australia. He buys this distressed properties because again, or, or like he's in New Zealand particularly. And yeah. because again, there's a lot of earthquakes. So he buys those properties that were damaged by the earthquakes and he's flipping them and 
but he's like dreaming about multifamily. He's like, I want to be invested actively, passively. He sent me the, the deal previously. I was like, man, these guys are syndicating the deal and we spoke about it. But, you know, right. like everybody's looking at the States and because of what you just said, you know, the leverage, like everybody wants to protect their own capital, like go, go in, in, in deals with the, you know, sophisticated investors like yourself, you know, who have been in business right. long enough, like 30 years is a very long time. You yeah. know, so again, and, and just protect their own wealth and grow the wealth. So yeah. definitely it, it does make sense, you know, so. And the, so other, the other great thing about that is, you know, I've made 350, 500,000 as a real estate agent and the tax, I mean, I love, I love, I loved being in real estate sales and I, I love the business and the people you meet and all my buyers and sellers, or you know, the buyers and sellers I had from years ago have become investors and partners. Mm -hmm. um, so it's great networking uh, and you in access to the local MLS and networking. That's how I find my deals, you know, with the networks and the relationships I have. However, it's the, as an independent contractor, it's the worst way to make money. And if you're living in California right now, it's, I mean, you're paying more than 50% in uh, taxes and, and earn a lot, of, a lot of companies are moving from California. I mean, you know, you, you spoke about, you know, California, <laughs> California didn't felt, as, as I said, a lot of, you know, the vacancy didn't go up a, a lot. And it's probably because they couldn't get those people move out because it's, it's an unfriendly state. Yeah. So, you know, but they probably, yeah, want, apartment. Them they probably apartment. want them to go. They were like, leave, but you cannot go because it's a tenant friendly state. So, you know, but like I, because I, I dreamt uh -huh. about California myself personally, but then I came across people like yourself and I was start talking and like, and they told me all these details, like California is, is you know, so I was like, okay, maybe I need to go and, and, and do more, my due diligence somewhere like in the South area. Cause that's a lot of, that, that's where the baby boomers moving South and everybody's yeah. like anything South, like Georgia, North, uh, South Carolina, uh, Florida, yeah, Arizona, like North Carolina, Raleigh. And yeah, 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 yeah. So awesome. So what about, what about some risks? You know, well, I don't want to expand on that, but you know, for the people who are looking maybe to invest, you know, actively, passively, can you talk, is there any risks when you, you know, invest into, into these type of multifamily deals? There's always risks um, in anything you do, but in my personal opinion, in my experience with what I know, um, there's a lot less risk. So, uh, you know, I'd rather do, I'd rather do a handful of deals in my life and really good ones. Then that's the problem, uh, compared to like fix and flips, uh, or even, you know, selling things. Um, once you sell it, that income stops. Mm -hmm. And so you have to go find another deal and you have to find that good deal and finding deals is, is uh, good deals is, is, uh, it's a full-time job. So if, when you can find those, those, uh, I call them, um, once in a lifetime deals that I want to do a hundred times, <laughs> um, you want to take those and take advantage of it. So, um, what I was going to, I wanted to finish my thought and that was on, on taxes. That's the beauty of apartments is you pay a lot less tax because it's passive income and there's a lot more depreciation and stuff like that. Does it make sense? No, but that's our tax code. You think if you had to earn your income, you'd pay less. If you had passive income, you should pay more, but it's reverse because the tax code is written by the wealthy. So that's, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. So, um, so the risk is kind of like what we've been talking about is getting into a bad market. Um, you know, one thing, one thing that everyone talks about, and I totally agree, look at the population. If you're going to be investing passively, 
you know, do your due diligence personally, make sure that you're investing with the right operator, again, who had enough yeah. experience. They have, you know, experience assets on the management currently active. So, you know, that that's all. So yeah, moving on and talking, maybe you can share some of your experience, you know, from acquiring these 209 units and going now under contract with another part. So what did you learn from it? I mean, having all this experience and being active in multifamily, can you share like, what does it take for somebody who is looking to invest into the deals themselves? Well, it, uh, you need to treat it like a full-time job and, and have it be a priority. Uh, but it depends, you know, like we were discussing, if you want to be strictly passive, you know, find a good syndication. I mean, I highly recommend that. I mean, I would really want to know those people or get to know them or follow them for a while or, you know, just look at their background uh, and be confident that they know what they're doing. Um, uh, but what I've learned from it is, you know, so many people, because I'm always putting the word out there that, hey, we are looking to act, we're serious investors, you know, I have, you know, a million to $20 million in capital uh, available to me, we can, we can buy property, but this is what we want, you know, and then I have realtors post back if I put it on Facebook groups, whatever, then they go, yeah, right. If I could find that, then I'd buy it too, which, yeah, I get that. But here's what I've learned is those deals are still out there. So you just have to have uh, the experience and the network. And what I'm doing now is because what I've done in the past is I've just, when it came across my path, I jumped on it, but now I'm actively looking to uh, uh, build my network, which, which I have, and I'm continuing to build to look for those special deals. Um, Cause that's the only thing I want to invest in. You know, uh, if it's a turnkey apartment complex, there's some stuff out there. If it's in a solid area, like I'll tell you one, uh, I have a fellow investor who's, you know, he, he uh, definitely, he has tech what I um, but he doesn't it, it's all private investors for what he does but he told me um, Jackson Hole right now Jackson Hole Wyoming which is the first place my brother and I went and decided hey we want to move out west but um, that market from what I hear is amazing like you can pretty much buy anything and it's going to make money but you know don't take my word for it uh, do your own due diligence but if it was someplace like that I would uh, you know because I want to see I want to see um, what what the who the renters are and and what is is the rent if the rent has been consistently going up the last 20 years that i'm interested you know but you're gonna you know those are like three caps up there so uh and the other thing that i've learned is uh you can still get money and the other thing people because I, I i do lunch and learns with local realtors and and uh and, and also around the surrounding area teaching real estate agents how to leverage their commission to buy a real estate property with no money down and people scoff at me and say yeah you can't do that anymore with the day, today's lending uh restrictions but i i've done it <laughs> so it's possible and uh and i did it with bad credit and no money so <laughs> uh it's possible so it's definitely possible you know like because every time you're gonna find one question that i will ask you not like it, it, after a few more questions but like when I ask this question to, to the people, they're like, oh, like I'm looking to get this and that, you know, this year and like, 
I'm like, yeah. but maybe it will work for us. I'm like, look, man, it's, it's, all, it's all the perspective that you have on things. So mm -hmm. it's all come down to, to the creativity, you know? So if you're creative enough, you can find the how to, you know, go through all these challenges and how to find the ways how to get the deals. I mean, there's people already doing that. I mean, people are actually looking to fly to Mars. Yeah. And people are saying, oh, I cannot get the money for the deals, like, or I cannot find the deals. Like, you're on the yeah. ground. Like, people are flying, trying to go there, like, where's no air and do something. Yeah. So, you know, like, what's not possible? I mean, like, let's be non-realistic for a little bit and let's talk about, you know, because you mentioned you want to people install this mindset of saying, like, think big and, you know, like, right. you know. But people, once people start thinking big, they will stop saying about, oh, nobody's lending, there's no deals, da-da-da, you know. Because it's all comes down to creativity, relationships, another yeah. key point that you mentioned. You need relationships with everybody, like with potential passive investors, with brokers, with lenders, like, like my fir my first little deal that got me back in the game was just a sixteen unit place, and mm -hmm. I had to, I went to twelve banks, and I heard two o'clock. I heard eleven no's, and then the bank was like, "Well, we can only do this and this," um, but I just kept I just kept pounding, and and uh, and we made it happen. And the seller, you know, I found sellers that they were tired. They'd owned it 31 years and they're ready to retire. And anyways, everything can line up. You just got to keep pushing. Um, I heard someone say the other day and I thought that's so true. Um, all your dreams and how to do it is written in a book somewhere. Yeah. All you have to do, you just got to read that book. There's could, the could information. Be, could be that book. Could be yeah. that book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll definitely learn something from that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's Definitely. a fun time to be alive. And, and, and the, other thing, the other time, the other thing I've learned is, um, you know, um, I've been going too slow, you know, so on one hand, you want to be patient. There's always another deal out there. Love the honesty. Um, but you gotta, you know, it's like, Hey man, let's, and that's the cool part as once you gain experience as you are and, and everyone, once you get to that place, I think for me, it was like when I was 40, I realized, Hey, I think I know what the heck I'm doing. Mm. Um, you just have to have that confidence to pull the trigger. Um, but, you know, even though I went through, you know, you know, 10 hard years or uh, I can take that knowledge at age 40 and then I can, I can re, I can uh, get it all back really fast and then yeah. some. So oh, yeah. Yeah, I wish when I was younger, I went fast, you know, I was just, you know, taking my time and you think you have, t you think you have time, but Time is the only thing. That there's no all... time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, people, know. that's what the time, the time issue that people have, it's ridiculous. Now, when you look at it, like, oh, I have no time. I have no time. I have no time. And like, boom, like you have no time. You're 70. Like, that's it. So yeah. when do you think you will have time? <laughs> I mean, it's only 24 hours. Like everybody has 24 hours. Jeff Bezos, the richest man on the planet, he has 24 hours. And he's dealing with those 24 hours very efficient. And he's only three years older than me. So yeah, look at what he's done in, in uh, fifty-three look, years. I've done it. Look, look, look! I love the story. Like, there's a lot of people hating the man, like um, Grant Cardone. Yeah, you know, like he. I was, I was quoting him. <laughs> man, like, like, look, like he's been a drug addict, like at the age, yeah. like for nine, ten years, and now he's a mold, like he's a billionaire. Well, in, in a, a assets that he's managing. Uh, 
like flying private, like having, living all this life, people watching from far, like, oh my God, like the guy, like I hate him and he's cocky. Man, like he was a drug addict, like he was in the bottom, like really bottom. If you were yeah. looking this on a screen right now to the computer and eating your sandwich and you're living in, in the home, you have the lights on, like you have, and you're saying like, I'm bad, like try to be a drug addict for yeah. 10 years. So right. that's the bottom, that's the bottom. And come out that's from that end to, yeah. to become this, this is amazing. So again, because these people decide like, I, I need to be in control of my time. I need to make some decisions. I need to work through some stuff. And it took them years. It didn't yeah. happen like, but they didn't say, I don't have time. They made time. Yeah. So it's all comes down to the mindset. Like every time, like I spoke with Holly, you know, before, as I mentioned, and she, she just, we talked like she owns, she manages, sorry, with partners. She, she yeah. told me, don't, don't use the word own. She said, I, I manage with my partner. So she yeah. manages with thousands of units, like four and a half thousand, crazy yeah. amount of numbers. But she talked about the mindset more than the real estate. Because everything that you do, like in a business, like if, you, if you're running the business, you have to understand, like it's, it's, it's the mindset that you have. The reason yeah. because you are in this situation, you're not able to get the deals or whatever, like blaming the market, the people, the brokers, whatever, it's the mindset. So, well, you know, I think those people that have that mindset, they may never actually get there. And you get, if you don't change your mindset, if you think you can't find any more deals, then guess what? You're not going to find deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Definitely. So I need to work on my mindset. <laughs> Everybody needs to work on something. So definitely. So, okay. Talking about back to real estate from, from mindset, you know, uh, about multifamily properties. So we talked about some risks that in, are involved. What about people who are looking to get involved into multifamily, for instance, and they're looking to get a mentor? Uh, what do you think? Is that, is that an option for people when they're starting out? Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one of those mindsets. Um, you know, I've, I've paid just recently, I've paid $10,000, uh, to get some mentoring and stuff over the last, uh, 18 months. And, uh, what I learned, you know, is five grand a pop. I went to a conference and, uh, and then I also, uh, uh, did a, a coaching event, you know, where it's a daily coaching for a while. And, and that's, that's the only reason I have these 27 units under contract. So you can say like, well, that's stupid. You spent 10 grand, but guess what? This deal that's 27 units, I'm going to make a million dollars on it. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So you, you're well, definitely like worth the investment. What's the ROI on that? You know? Yeah and, yeah. and so, yeah, from what I learned and what I learned from, uh, for me, the mentorship I was learning is, is deal flow, like how to get the, the deals to you. Cause I know how to find it, you know, I mean, I know what a good deal looks like, but as we know, they're hard to find. Mm -hmm. So how do you find, and for me as a real estate agent is it's beautiful because I, if I can find an off market deal in my market, in my area where I'm licensed, now I can leverage my commission. And I'll, that's my, that's my little secret, which, you know, some realtors know. And, you know, if you, if you're a realtor and you go buy your own house, you're going to use your commission uh, I hope so to, <laughs> to put it down as your uh, down payment. But um, you know, if I, if I can get in front of the seller and uh, and I can find out what their bottom line is then, and if the there's room in the price, as far as appraised value, you know, I can build in, I, you know, the deal I did last year, was a $6.4 million deal. I had a 10% commission built into that. 
And I personally don't want to take that as a tax event, as a commission. I want to roll that into ownership, which I did. Hmm. And then I, and then I end up having ownership with no, so you think about what would it take to, um, come up with $600,000 to invest in a property. Um, and that would take a lot of time, you know, where you have to pay taxes, you have to uh, save it in your bank, you have to spend less to, sp you know, how many years would most people, it might be a, a, a whole career for most people to save that, or even some people. But uh, with your real estate license, you can leverage your commission. If I can find the deal, I can actually create a, uh, a commissionable event, which ends up being a, a non-taxable event because I end, when the deal closes, I get zero commission, but I have a 40% ownership or whatever it might be. Um, so it's a way to use leverage if you're, if you're tracking with me. We could talk about that another time. Yeah, yeah. But um, there's all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, now I forget what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you mentioned the mentorships. You know, that's where we started yeah. off. Basically, we ended up yeah. where we're supposed to. Cause you just said like, yeah, that, yeah that's how we got the deal under, uh, under your belt. Like, my brother was my mentor to start with yeah. and he still is in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Cause uh, yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. very successful. Yeah, de definitely. You know, like that, that's why I, I love doing, you know, the show and talking with people, you know, like yourself and, you know, because again, as I mentioned you before, everybody has their own stories and, you know, most of the time stories are more impactful to than just whatever, do this and that, you know, because right. I learn more from the stories, you know, that people told me than, you know, oh, just do this. Of course, you need some really good strategies and that's why you pay for those mentorships and, you know, those events that you go like, uh, you know, trainings, one, two day trainings, because you just dive deep into the strategy. But the stories are just so powerful. So, you know, I, I love that you, you know, sharing those. So, Okay, so what about the 2020? Again, uh, that's I told you about that question. I'm going to ask you that question as I ask most of the people and they sometimes get confused with it. Uh, but can you share your goals for this year, what you're trying to accomplish business-wise? Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think uh, what I'm really trying to do is, is shore up um, my existing team because I, I have a real dynamic team that I've created to do just for the 209 units. And my, my, from, from day one, well, since I bought the 48 units, I had the 16 and the 48, and then in the purchase of the 145 units, um, that's when uh, I realized, hey, I have a real economy of scale. And uh, not only even on a local level, but um, that's what I'm building as far as like uh, what that looks like going forward. Cause you got to have a management team, right? Um, so there's got to be someone in charge of operations and then there's got to be someone as far as like deal flow and looking at deals. So, I, so basically I'm, I'm going to tighten up this team so that we can uh, move forward and go national. So that's, that's awesome. That, and that leads to syndication because, you know, I, uh, and then I need to have deal flow. So increasing deal flow, uh, tightening up my team and uh, uh, doing my first syndication, which I've done, you know, when I say I have lots of partners and I have lots of investors, but um, you know, I have people that I don't know that are say, Hey, can I put money with you? Yeah. And you know, you have to be, I have to be careful. We all have to be careful because there's certain rules in the U S you know, as, as far as with the uh, sec 
and that sort of thing you have you know they have to either be an accredited investor or you have to have a relationship with them you don't have to have a lot of if, huh? if i'm from europe i don't have to be accredited is that right yeah they, they're not gonna look at it of course uh you know like I think well, what even, it says, I have to be, you know, like sophisticated or something. You know, I have to create right. a separate entity in the States and just invest through the entity, through LLC. Yeah, well, and uh, that's great. But I would still say uh, one of the things I want to, I'm developing, uh, we're fine tuning our communication with our investors. Because uh, I want people to know who we are, what we're doing and, and why and trust us. I mean, you got to have trust. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then just open communication as far as what's going on with our property. And I don't, I'd rather, you know, so we've gotten really good at, uh, having our monthly reports. It shows what we're doing. And so I don't have to wait for you to ask me what the question is. We're giving it to you every month. And yeah. then there, there's going to be a few questions from there, but you know, I want people, you know, I want people to come along for the ride, um, because it's been such a benefit to me. You know, uh, you know, when you, when you get to a place, when you have passive income, um, you know, if you start, whatever that level is for me, uh, getting back into the game, if I could get, I remember thinking, you know what, okay, I know what I need to do. I need to build, I need to have $35,000 on an annual basis. And then I can pay for my house, food, cars, blah, blah, blah. And I, and then there's a certain level where a freedom where you don't have to worry anymore about those things. And then you go to the next level where it's like, okay, now I don't, I don't want to have to worry about my bills, but you know, vacation, I still have to come up with that and so on. But it's like different levels of financial freedom actually yeah. takes us to the place where we can see our real potential. And I have so many friends and so many people, I would love to uh, see that that happen with them. You know, I hear you, you meet with people, have coffee, you have, they, you hear about their dreams and what they want to do. And then they're bound by their job, which, you know, jobs are great, man. That's what, creates thing and not everybody and i'll say this not everybody's built to be an investor that's just the way it is yep. but even then you you need to you know be thinking about the future so definitely because um, technology i mean technology cheaper labor like in the east you know companies moving they're trying to lower the costs and you know a lot of workforce are going there i mean everything technology is changing a lot of workforce so you definitely you you made a good point you need to look ahead at the trends, what what is going on, what Bezos is gonna do next, you know, what Zuck is gonna do next. Like, if we just follow and just make sure that you're prepared, like having that freedom. Cause again, yeah. you mentioned that, like, I think if I would get a million a month, I, would, I wouldn't have that freedom. Because I would, I would be scared, like, what I'm gonna do with the money now? Cause there's two levels yeah. of scarcity, not enough money, too much money. <laughs> and too much money can be a problem but it's a good problem to oh, yeah. have you know it can be a problem but that's yeah. why you know it's kind of like uh i've done disaster relief and I'm, I'm on the board with the uh, crisis response international but one of the things when we do training is you talk about what would happen in this disaster right so mm -hmm. it's like so you, when you when you do training you you so like if you're in a any kind of disaster where something happens, most people, you know, they, there's fight or flight, but most people freeze, right? Mm -hmm. So, but what you want to do is develop a parking space in your brain. So it's like, okay, at least your brain will know where to go when this happens. It's mm -hmm. the same with uh, investing and it's the same with, um, with money. So it's like, if all of a sudden you're like, I'm just going to make money, make money, make money. But then you didn't have, you didn't ever think about, well, what are you going to do when you have a hundred thousand dollars a month? 
you know, m most of us, we go, well, man, if I was rich, um, I would go down to Tahiti and drink margaritas every day on the beach. But if you really think about that, that's not sustainable. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, you're going to die as an alcoholic <laughs> and then, or boredom, you know, I mean, like how many days can you really do that? You know, um, it's, it's fun to do for a few days, but you know, I've had the opportunity, you know, we spend some time and, you know, we'll go to Hawaii typically for a month, a year out of the year. And then we, my wife and I, we've enjoyed like spending longer times in places. But I remember the first time we did that, I was, I couldn't believe how much I thought I was resting, but you know, you get three, two, three weeks in a place and you realize, wow, I didn't realize how wound up I was. So there's some really cool things there, but you know, thinking about that, what would you do if you didn't have to do anything? And, um, I was talking with a guy, um, you know, he makes uh, $130,000 a year passive, I mean, 130000 a month passive income. And uh, he's actually really challenged by that, you know, because his, his, he's so smart uh, and he likes to, you know, go to the next, you know, the next level, next, next challenge. So it can also be a dangerous place, you know, uh, where if you can have what you want as much as you want, when you want it, you want to plan ahead for not, you know, if you have addictive personalities, which a lot of us do that, you know, OCD uh, can make you wealthy, but it also can kill you. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's just balance. You, you know, you got to have that balance in your life. But oh, like yeah. you were saying, you know, I, I think that's a good, um, a lot of people don't want to think about it because uh, it's too painful, you know, but you know, like I don't have any money. And so it's like, well, what are you going to do when you retire? well, they're not going to retire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, work, yeah, work is a good thing. Work is definitely, I mean, we've been blessed because I think you mentioned, you know, laying on a beach and drinking margaritas. I met so many people that, that you just, you know, mentioned like that, who has that mentality. And I think work is great. But again, at the same time, you don't want to work probably all, all your life. Still, I wouldn't like to be on a beach because I think having that purpose, working and moving towards bigger purpose is very powerful thing yeah so you know you're definitely gonna find something like look there's so many problems going on in the world like you want a purpose go and help out people in china like you saw the fires in australia go and help out these people like yeah well you need in, money you need money like you cannot feed people from an empty plate like you need money to do these things you want to build houses right. for whatever you know people in a third world country you need money yeah so, you know I like to, like uh, I'd mentioned, I like going with uh, doing disaster relief and uh, I love, you know, I go on missions, you know, with our church and stuff. Um, but I was thinking about that because I was just in Nepal for a month. <clears throat> I shouldn't say I was a mission trip because that's illegal. <laughs> I was on a tourist uh, vacation. Cut, cut this out. <laughs> um, they don't have as many cameras as China, so it's not as big a deal. But um, anyways, but I was thinking about that. It's enjoyable for me, but you know, if you really want to make an impact, how cool would it be to send, you know, I could go once a year, but what if I could send a hundred people a year mm. for, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, religious or whatever, whatever is on your heart and whatever you want to impact society and the planet. Um, yeah. And I was going to say too, like for you, since you're being from Ireland, uh, being on the beach is probably a death wish, right? With that sun. So <laughs> There is you no guess you need to have some. I will, uh, I will be on a beach. I will be on a beach and with an umbrella because it's yeah. 24/7. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
no, it's it's, it's not what yeah. I want, definitely. So, but, yeah, it's much more enjoyable to uh, have vision, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. it says that says that in some book somewhere. Without vision, people perish. Dev so. Great book. It's a great book. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's awesome. I love the vision that you have for 2020. You know, it, it feels like you, you're building this up, you know, all these connections. And again, you know, that's what it takes because we live in a, in a world where there's people. And if we want to build something up, we need people to do that. But at the same time, as you mentioned, you know, having this, you know, doing all the missions currently. And I think you have the mindset where you just want to help other people out, you know, help to build them that wealth that you're you know, yeah. doing currently. So it's a great thing, you know. So what about one thing before we're going to move on to the to the last thing? Um, I, say, I was going to say one more thing. Um, so, yeah, that was a big part of it for me because, you know, I was pretty tired from survival. And then when I got to a place where it's like, well, I don't have to worry about, you know, paying my bills anymore. But it was really with my kids where I realized, hey, I want to, you know, you know, grow in the wealth that would go to my kids. Um, so this guy, Michael Reese, who is with EXP, I don't know if you've heard of him. He has a podcast and he had this guy on there. I forget what his name is called, The Hard Closer. I don't know if he's an economist or not, but it was inspiring to hear him talk. He was talking about um, whether you like Trump or not, um, he's, he's implementing these tax incentives in America right now that, that could potentially grow, uh, build an economy that's going to uh, be a... a for 50 years like this booming economy right and especially over the, the the main growth is going to be over the next 10 years and especially this next year in 2020 it's important to be positioned because how you are positioned now depends on how you're going to grow in the next 10 years and uh, so that was that was pretty exciting to hear that for 2020 yeah, yeah. um i think i think you know i, I like i don't want to go eat, like eat political all here because this is not the channel to do that you know but, uh, you know, I, like, I always had this opinion when I started to go into business. And I don't know, like, not everybody's going to agree with me. Maybe you're not going to agree with me. But, you know, it doesn't change whoever is in a government. That, you know, whoever's sitting on a podium. Like, it's not going to change my life. Because the decisions that they make, they're making those decisions on a big scale as a country, mm -hmm. as how to present the country, how to work the things, you know. But, like... Yeah. When it comes to this table that I'm sitting on, like it's not gonna put the put the you know food on my plate. Like nothing is gonna happen. Like I don't know who's like running the country now, but you know maybe it changed. But the things didn't change, like in my economy, in my household. So you know what I mean? Like you know it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter. There's still people who are gonna be there who is gonna suffer. They they will be like working 24/7. They will be like still looking you know meeting the ends like all the time like. So that's, that's why we need more people like yourself or, you know, having vehicles for people because in this world, somehow we need money, you know, to do the things, to buy the things, to help other people. And we need vehicles, you know, just like multifamily, you know, that, that Joe Fearless talks about, that you talk about, you know, that gives those, you know, opportunities to have that passive income, to make those decisions. Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to travel? Do you want to impact some people? Do you want to like when you can make you know choices from that perspective where you have freedom in here it's yeah. so different world so i love that there's so, some great there's some great opportunities now and there's some great opportunities coming and uh there's i'm excited for you guys in the uk um moving towards politics again but i'm just excited with where you guys are 
so, and also just with real estate, just with the company I'm with, I know that I know we're going to expand into the UK and uh, this year. And so into the EU. So, wow, that's awesome. There's actually some, some really good, um, UK is uh, a UK. really good opportunity through EXP. You should can. look at that. Here you go. Here you go. We're going to put some links down below for you guys who are looking to, to, to yeah. become, because I was an agent before, as I told you before. Uh, and it's definitely somebody who's looking to get involved in particularly, uh, I'm going to give you some links uh, to connect with Garth, you know, personally, because you mentioned this thing where you basically can, you know, go into the deals without getting paid or on, on your, on the property. You, you mentioned something like that, basically some, right. Well, that's, those are tax some advantages. Some magic. What I'm talking about here is, uh, so we, I mentioned a little bit about, you know, most people don't prepare for retirement, especially if yeah. you're an independent contractor, you're in commission based, you might be making a lot of money every year, but how are you going to retire? Uh, you know, if you, if you're used to six figures a year, just like $120,000, 3%, you, I mean, you, if you're just going to rely on, you know, uh, you know, simple interest in a bank account or money market at 3%, you're going to need $4 million in the bank to have $120,000 a year. Or uh, there's some really cool stuff with eXp where it's a new thing with the cloud brokerage and where we're all the owners and there's no more franchises. It's, it's, uh, it's the new Amazon of real estate, if you will, to where you actually get stock and you actually get passive income from uh, recruiting. And, the, and then the, uh, the education is phenomenal. And the collaboration, I mean, the, the collaboration I have with the multifamily and commercial real estate is amazing. That's actually what I was doing down in Mexico. There was a, a conference down there with the EXP agents. But um, yeah, if anyone's interested in that, you know, not trying to be too salesy, but the fact that I love real estate agents and I know we all, have made them you wake up and you're 40 or 50 years old and you you haven't really you realize hey i need four million and i got forty thousand in the in my 401k yeah so this is an avenue where you organically can create passive income so love anyway it. love it love it, love it. definitely yeah, we, we, at least get a hold of me so <laughs> Yeah. We, we're gonna put we're gonna put some you, you know links up down below so you can definitely guys can check it out but before you're gonna put those links down below we need to know what links do you have like you know so i want to ask you kind of from a selfish standpoint because as i mentioned um i run a social media company and we work with real estate companies mainly and i see this because when i come in like either physically into the office and i present this offer you know, to the company, whatever, that's $300 million company or just a brokerage in a corner, or I'm talking with somebody online, I see yeah. like that they don't have a social media presence or just any presence like the website and, you know, just some basic stuff. So right. like, what is your greatest marketing tools that you're using for your business? Can, can you just give, you know, some advice for people who watch? So when you say, when you're saying marketing, as far as like, uh, uh, anything like so, social media or maybe some software tools that just helps your business on a day-to-day -day basis so so in my business so i mean there's the there's the attraction part for investors mm -hmm. um and then there's also you know as far as just like the meat and potatoes of uh property management that's just uh, attracting tenants um so you know i'm not i haven't you know i haven't gone nationwide to attracting investors I mean, I literally have 200 plus people that would like to invest with me. And I'm, you know, that's kind of like the next, you could add that to my 2020 list. I have a, I don't really have a social media presence. 
because I haven't I haven't had to with investing. Um, uh, as far as with our our rentals and stuff, we have a website. You know, we have one website here locally where you know it's just DurangoApartmentRentals.com. Pretty simple, uh, where everybody can go to and look at the different properties. They can apply online, and that's. Uh, you've probably been in a few industries in your career. I have too. Um, man, there's all kinds of software these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we, we have uh, property management software. All of our, all of our unlimited amount of units we can put in there. And then it automatically, you know, those automatically, you know, and it could be like um, uh, Buildium is one of them. Rent manager is one of them. I don't want to necessarily say one or the other. Uh, there's a lot of different ones. Check them out. Um, well, I will say I use rent manager, but, uh, I know a lot of them are really good, but what's so great about them is, uh, you can put everything in a funnel where the tenants contact us directly for maintenance issues or, and then if, uh, when we're 30 days out on uh, the apartment's going to be vacant, it begins to advertise on 12 different sites, you know, like apartments.com, yeah. uh, Zillow, Trulia. Um, and so those are automatic marketing things that happen f- and it's free. I mean, the software is not free, but um, but that's included in the software. Uh, that's something we didn't have 20 years ago. Yeah. And then, uh, so it's like, use all that to your advantage. And then the other great thing is Facebook. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, and uh, if you work for Facebook, close your ears, because I don't want you to charge me. But, <laughs> um, I mean, we, we used to have, the old days, we'd put it in the paper, and it would cost you, you know, $180, $300 a week. Yes. Uh, just to run your ads. But uh, I mean, we have Facebook marketplace and it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, we get most of our, uh, of our clientele come through Facebook marketplace and it's all free and, yeah. and then we can send them to our website. So, and then on our website, we just have it where you can apply online. So, yeah. so that's, that's just for the tenants, you know, so that's pretty easy and that's something that's required for the business. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally, I, you know, I just have an email and a cell phone for investors, um, you know, and that's all, but, you know, I've been in the business for 25 plus years of, you know, I've been involved with real estate for 30 years. Um, you know, I have, I have a lot of people asking me, yeah. but, um, so I'm not, I'm not short of, of capital at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, although that I, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing, right? I want to build that database, uh, even more so. Yeah. yeah uh, I want to start. We talked about reverse engineering. Um, there's, a, there's a deal that I, there's a guy through EXP who, uh, has a client who has 741 units in uh, San Francisco. That's wow. a billion dollar portfolio. I guess so. It's a San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a billion dollar portfolio. Um, and so we're studying those, uh, and if it's, if it's a worthwhile purchase, but just think about, those are fun things to think about, right? A billion dollar deal. So we just need 250 million, uh, as a down payment and we already got 20 million. So you only need 2,500 people with hundred thousand dollars to make that deal happen. My uh, God, that's a, but San Francisco, I, I'm not sure about like, is people already like buy, cause I know it's, it's very expensive market, like San Francisco, Boston, New York. Oh yeah. Very, it's very expensive. Yeah. 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 And I'm just, uh, I'm just, we're looking at, that was just for fun to look at, but it's just, uh, to, and to make a point yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that I'm looking at bigger things. So, you know, I have approximately, you know, 20 million in capital available to me right now. Um, 
that would be on a case by case basis. So, I mean, some people yeah. were like, well, I want to invest in that part of the country or whatever. So, um, but yeah, I don't have, I don't have a link except my email and my phone and my phone number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's no problem. All school stuff. Like, cause I remember back in the day, what you mentioned, you know, like putting ads on a newspaper, running TV ads, or maybe for some companies that was too expensive, but you know, just cold calling, you know, from a, there used to be a newspaper it used to come out Wednesday. We used to go first in a press to collect it first because we want to be calling first. <laughs> it was yeah. ridiculous, man. It was just, yeah. you know, like doing all these tasks, wasting time, calling people like, Hey, listen, I'm calling from blah, blah, blah. You know, are you looking to sell? You know, and it's like, it was so much time and effort put into it. Of course you're building the skills because when you get the phone skills up and you're like talking with people, people, that's the skills that you want to build. It doesn't matter if it's a technology age or something, you need to have those skills to be able to talk with people and, put deals under the contract and this is the, the skill that you still need but it took so much time to get the deals to sell the properties it just because now we can like do it remotely like you don't even have to see people like is it all facebook market hey do you want to sell yeah, yeah i got something for you so you know that's awesome yeah, that's awesome. things are changing quickly yeah and they're yeah, to yeah. our advantage exactly so i'm gonna guys i'm gonna pull uh, put all the links down below as always you can find uh, everything about garth you know Again, the website, email, phone number. So feel free to reach out to him. Again, you know, about EXP Realtor. Uh, you talk about something, you know, opening in the, in London, probably in, in UK, uh, an office yeah. there. So or about the experience, uh, you know, possibilities, becoming a realtor again in the States, if you're looking to do that and just, you know, maybe transitioning into multifamily. As I mentioned, there's, there's some right. magic things that, you know, Garth is doing in, in that space. But I really appreciate you, you know, being here today, sharing the, the awesome knowledge, man. It's, it's 30 plus years. So I can sense that. I mean, you've been in a business long, long time. So, you, you know, I really appreciate when I have those people on and they just share the knowledge, the experience and people can sense that they feel that. So, you know, and again, you know, you can contact them, ask the questions that you want. So, you know, and uh, before we go, can you, can you just mention something, uh, you know, the deals that you have coming up, like b b beside the 20, 27, 27 units. Yeah. Yeah. That the people would be interesting, like investing with you. Like what, what do you have going on? You know, for people who would be like, Oh, I want to be part of a Garth, uh, Garth uh, deals or something. So, yeah, well, I would recommend, you know, we'll have my email down there and, and even my cell phone, you can text me or even call me. I'm happy to uh, talk on the phone, but, uh, you know, we got 27 units we're working on right now. There's 68 units that we haven't had under contract yet, but we're working on that deal. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, there's another 72 unit deal that might be interesting. So we have a few things in the pipeline. Um, and uh, so I would just recommend email me and say, hey, I'm interested. I have, you know, I had a guy just yesterday say, you know, I got 65 grand. I have a 1031 exchange I need to do, um, you know. So we would just send you some numbers and, and real simply, what we offer our investors on, on most of our, our deals is uh, a guaranteed 8% return. I guess you can't necessarily say guaranteed, but um, that's what we uh, make happen is 8% return from day one, you give us your money. And yep. then in 18 months is 110% return of your, of your money. And then going forward, uh, you wouldn't get an 8% return, but it'd be like a three to 4% return on the original principal. That makes sense. Yep. But at that point, you're already 137% ROI. And then going forward forever, you're going to continue to get that passive income. 
and then and then what we you know and uh you know let us prove to you what we can do and then we can and then you can just you can reinvest that money with us and we just want to reduplicate that and duplicate that and duplicate that and you could just use the same money to create right? the wealth so yeah exactly you don't exactly. have to have six million dollars so in that's in that scenario you know if you uh if you did that if you had a hundred thousand dollars and you did let's see if i can do the math right but I won't be able to do the math right. But you, you heard me say earlier, like if you had $4 million at 3%, that's a hundred grand. So you could take, you know, a smaller number, say $100,000 or $50,000 and just re redo those deals a few times over the next 10 years and you'll be at that place of passive income. Yeah. And then also if you're, if you're a real estate agent and you want to look at passive income, EXP, I mean, if you have no money and you're just doing deals, you're caught in the, in the rat cage, um, on the wheel, uh, that's a beautiful way that they've done to uh, create uh, passive income, and uh, and then go. you can have that passive income invested in other things like multifamily. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome. Uh, you know, again, like as we mentioned, there is nothing guaranteed. You know, in in this world, like things do happen, and people have to, you know, that's why you have to get educated, and that's why we, you know, do the show. You know weekly and that's what we have people like Garth, you know who sharing their experience so you can learn more and just you know doing your own due diligence and preparing yourself to move in you know investing actively or passively but you know everything is definitely doable everything's possible and you know garth is, is just proving that going through you know the ups and downs like having all this journey and continuing you know growing his own wealth and helping all the people to do the same again everything's possible guys so i just want to finish up with that note so again please like and subscribe to the channel i appreciate you guys watching garth been a true pleasure talking with you today yes. i appreciate, I appreciate the time that you spend man i yeah. wish you all the best success in 2020 magical yeah. number guys magical yeah. number do something magical this year explode yeah. your mindset you know go and reach some people you know build the connections build the business and build your life guys i appreciate you watching i'm gonna see yeah. you in the next episode thanks all right